Welcome to the Colby Cast, episode 25. I'm glad you could join us. The title of today's conversation is Backstage because we wanted to offer you, our beloved listeners, the chance to go behind the scenes with the Colby Cast. Be sure to stick around for a special blooper reel at the end. And as always, please feel free to write to us at podcast at colby.org. Enjoy the show. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, Colby homeschooling mom, liturgical musician, podcast fanatic, heavy library user, and Colby parent ambassador. I have two lads and two lasses. The youngest is in fifth grade, the eldest is in 10th, and this is our fourth year homeschooling with Colby. And I'm Hope, Bonnie's younger sister and a Colby alumna in a phase of life after being a student, but before becoming a parent. I studied communication theory and philosophy in college, then I went to law school. Now I'm an attorney, an avid home cook, and the fun aunt to Bonnie's kids. And I'm Jordan. After slipping through a thousand cracks, I completed a PhD in history and literature of ancient Christianity at Göttingen University in Germany. Now I teach Greek and Latin at Colby and serve as the Director of Public and Alumni Relations. Nice to be with you two again for this uh, bash together. (laughs) You too. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you as well. Happy Christmas. Yeah, I I um just uh, was going back, kind of looking at at where we started, and then just how much the podcast has grown and all of that. And um, what do you guys think? Has it been what you were envisioning, or has there been a lot of unexpected turns and twists along the way till now? I think whatever expectations I had, this experience has far exceeded them. There have been so many interesting people that we've talked to and made some new friends along the way. And it's really been a tremendous blessing to me. I'm really um, just honored to be a part of it and thankful that we have been able to collaborate this way and, and just very thankful for it. It's, it's really been fun for me and, and fun collaborating with you both. And it's been great for me. I couldn't say it any better myself. It's like Bonnie said, whatever expectations we had, which I don't think we even had, many expectations. We were just eager to see what we could give back to the Colby community and and learn from the Colby community. And we just started kind of with that idea. And now it's it's amazing. This is our 25th episode. And like Bonnie said, just so grateful and honored to be a part of the team. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I can't believe it's 25 episodes because I think when I was doing this before the relaunch that we did at the end of the summer, um, I th- I think I had been doing it off and on like for a couple years, but it was really off and on, as you know. So I'm, I may have had, I don't know, 10, 12 episodes total over all that time. And so it's been really great now for a weekly podcast to look forward to to hearing because um, so you, you two are, are interviewing a lot of the people for the podcast. So I'm enjoying listening to them almost as a fan of the podcast, you know, and um, getting to hear your interactions with these various guests. And I thought that that was a lot of fun, just the way that we've scheduled the guests so that we have a lot of different voices coming in with different perspectives. And so it, with that in mind, what what is what is maybe a highlight or something, if you can think of one that that's happened over over these past 25 episodes, something that just really stood out or, or surprised you in one of them? I think that something, so you had asked 
with your previous question, kind of like how things were going recording and then with this episode maybe what surprised us I think developing the camaraderie with the people who are so generous to spend their time with us visiting with us has just been everybody's been so gracious and like excited and the first several recordings I think the two of us were probably as nervous if not more nervous than whoever we were visiting with was and as we've kind of found our groove with a lot of patients from a lot of guests and a lot of bloopers that get cut out of the final recordings um, we've kind of all found our way into this conversational style where we can talk about really big ideas and we can also joke around quoting movies and just having having those lighthearted bits of connection with people across the country it's just these amazing conversations that I'm so glad we are having and capturing for posterity and sharing in a way that hopefully they help other people and bring some solidarity to everybody in in this crazy time to add on to that I would say I have learned so much through this and thinking back to the conversation we had with Everett Byarski Fairly early on in this season, he cracked a joke about the origins of Colby, like starting a school, like that's just what you do. You start a school and it's similar to this podcast, <laughs> like how hard could it be? Let's make podcasts. <laughs> how hard is that? But, and actually there's been a lot. We have learned a lot along the way. And I've really appreciated that. It's been a really um, amazing opportunity for growth. And to add on to what Hope was saying about the generosity of our guests and everyone at Colby who has welcomed us in this project and has just gone above and beyond to make us welcome and to help us out tracking down information that we need or making things possible for us to do this podcast at all. So grateful for all of that, everyone who has participated so willingly and and really thankful to see how it has come this far and to be able to uh, walk alongside those who have started homeschooling recently, knowing from my own experience what that's like and coming at it, as I've said before, with a lot of trepidation. So if it has been an, any consolation or help to anyone, I'm really happy to have been a part of that. And to see some of the inner workings at Colby, that we've long had an appreciation for Colby, and but to be able to interact with the Colby folks more and see how things work uh, behind the curtain a little bit, so to speak. Backstage is one of my favorite places to be ever. I love backstage so much. So this, in a way, has been like going backstage a bit, and I really had so much fun and so, so thankful. And when Bonnie mentions the effort joke about you start a school, that's what you do. And she says that the podcast was similar. She means it. I was walking my dog one time this summer and we were about as far away from our house as we get. Take that as you will. We may walk a long way. We may walk a very short way, but we were <laughs> about at our midpoint of our walk and my phone dinged and Bonnie texted me, Hey, what about, what if we see if we can help with some Colby podcasts. And by the time that my dog and I got home, she had texted me again with a list of ideas. And <laughs> ever since then, it's just been so much fun to see where it goes and how it grows and all of that. And you, Jordan, were so gracious and you responded so promptly to us. And I was just floored by that. And as we've gotten to know you a little bit better working with you, the past few months, it doesn't surprise me anymore. I'm grateful for your continued generosity and collaboration with us. But at the time it was like, oh, okay, I was 
Yeah, it was it was also perfect, and and it was really just like an answer to prayer for for us, you know. I mean, it was something that that always you're thinking we, you know, we, I, I want to work on this more. I, I've got some ideas, but how can I get to it? And it was so great. So for our listeners who who I we probably didn't say in the original episode, but you guys had sent sort of a, a preview clip of of a podcast, like a, a short clip of of doing a show together and so um if if you ever want tips for for uh how to how to get a job how to impress somebody you should write to the colby cast and try to get some uh try to get some advice from from bonnie and hope on that one <laughs> that's nice yeah. well jordan you mentioned some of the plans that have been going on and in Colby and how the timing worked out well. You have a new job title and have some big plans coming up in the future. And so congratulations, first of all. And also, would you share with the listeners yes, some of here. what you have in the works? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and the podcast falls in line with that because we do a lot with with um, alumnus, uh, you know, alumni in, that from Colby and hope you being one yourself. Yeah, so I, I got the the new title as director of alumni and public relations, which I'm really excited for it because it it plays into my strengths and also my interests. I guess I mean I love I love teaching and I'll continue to be a teacher, but it'll give me the opportunity to reduce some of the teaching load in the coming years, hopefully. And you know I've got a lot of ideas as we're getting more and more. This alumni community is growing. Um, I want to stay connected with them as much as possible. And so I have an idea to do a few things, maybe a, an official newsletter, some things like that that go out to them. And then a lot of it is just growing the audience and growing our our resources here. So, you know, with the podcast, when we when we check the statistics and we look at, at there are a lot of people listening more than much more than we would think. You know, I was telling my wife, they're listening for a reason. It's because there is something valuable in what they're getting. Because if you're a homeschooler, how do you not want, to, especially if you're new, how would you not want to hear from Beth Gath, who's been doing it for all these years? Or if you're a student and you, you're not sure why your parents put you in homeschool, maybe the parent, I, I don't know that the student would listen to it, but maybe the parent would say, hey, listen to this episode with Charlie. You know, and Charlie's telling all the things that he did and he's a really awesome guy. So honestly, it's a, a lot of it plays into what's going on with the podcast, so, sort of what our, what we hope that our outreach is. It, and so I see this new position as kind of an extension of that. So I have an awesome group with you guys to collaborate with. And then you're, you're meeting a lot of the people behind the curtain, the, the backstage people, which I, I love that, Bonnie, because I, I love the backstage stuff too. So when you're meeting those people, then you can kind of see the team that's working on a lot of what we're doing. So otherwise, you're seeing our social media presence and you see our website, but it's hard to really get in there. I remember Mrs. Finnegan uh, years ago, who Mrs. Finnegan is one of our teachers, she flew to Napa to have lunch 
with us. She just wanted to meet people. None of us had met her and um, she wanted to just come out and meet. So we took a lunch. It was when I was working in the office and we took her out to lunch and we just got to know each other a little bit. Um, she was saying, yeah, it was just so strange because I had never seen any of you. And I'm like, I'm teaching these classes. I know students and I'm receiving a paycheck for teaching. But who are these people? Are they even real? You know, and so it's I think it's a lot better now using teams and the, the things that we use to be able to communicate like this, basically Zoom and all of that. But still, it's like you get to see that it's a real group of people that that are very genuine and kind of see how it how it works, which I think is is awesome, which is neat for this episode also, because that's kind of what I think maybe our listeners, they would like to hear some of our backstage story a little bit, how we do these things. And eventually I want to ask about the titles because I love the titles. I don't come up with the titles of the episodes and I love the I love the titles. I think they're so fitting. Um, how do you guys decide on, on the titles for the episodes? Usually they come from either something someone has said in the course of conversation or something having to do with the topic that we approach the episode with of course, sometimes the conversation goes in any which way. And so we'll end up with a title from that in one way or another. And yeah, I think a few of the episodes, so especially like, I know the Colleen Campbell episode, we kind of already knew what the, the topic was going to be. And so coming up with a name for the episode flowed from that. And then with a few others, like we had just been joking around the two of us talking about rhetoric. We do not think that that word means what you think it means again with movie quotes and we thought well we should make that a, an episode title so there have been a few that have been named in advance but then I can also say that there are a few that we had named in advance and then the conversation went a totally different direction and it was better and we changed the title into something that reflects often what one of our guests says and so that has been fun during the editing process like listening big picture for where the conversation is going, but also listening in detail to everything that the people who are visiting with us have to say and and picking out like Sarah Thomas saying she felt just so secure to explore from her homeschooling background. And I thought that that was a really neat phrase. I hadn't heard it before. And so we, we jotted it down or Bonnie is great with different like snazzy phrases like off and running. She came up with that one. And so it's really collaborative. And pretty much all of it happens after we record the episodes, because especially when we're talking to people who somebody within Colby has said, hey, you should talk to these people or whatever. Usually we just get a, because they're great. And so it kind of learned on the fly how to build rapport with people who we don't necessarily know all that much about. It's nice that we can do it that way because then we're really encountering them rather than our preconceptions of them. And so from there, like finding how to title our conversation coming from what was actually discussed is a really, a really enriching final step, I think. And to add to that, it's very much the whole thing is collaborative. The episode naming and the show notes, Hope is really, she's very skilled at big picture, at drawing connections between things and among things and and drawing together things that might not necessarily be immediately noticeable or uh, playing up 
certain aspects of the conversation that really resonated with her and that she can tell will resonate with other people. Um, sometimes the titles, they just sort of make themselves known, let's say. So uh, that's been fun when those have turned out that way. Sometimes they they do take a little more sitting with the piece that we're working on and, and it comes eventually and it's been a really a gift working with Hope on this and our skill sets overlap, but they also have their areas of specialization. And so to be able to put them together has really been fun and enriching. And so, yeah. And then going back a little bit to your new job title, Jordan, I was thinking back to the conversation you and I had earlier, pretty early on, what's that episode seven or something, you relating your story of approaching a homeschooling community, wanting to serve, wanting you know to be a resource to people. And, and I see you doing that now, all the more so in this new role. Yeah, thank you. It it's true. I I feel I feel really blessed. I mean, like a lot of us, I can't say everybody because I know some people that ha- never uh, really worked that hard. But like a lot of us that worked really hard, I felt very very blessed to see a road manifest sort of in front of me where I would have never thought it would. I like being in the fight. I mean, that's the main thing. I I enjoy the the fight, and I'm and it's weird because. In a lot of ways, I'm I'm pretty subversive. If I don't believe in something, I especially am. Or uh, when I was in high school, if my basketball coach would uh, would make me do, he'd say, "Give me 20 push-ups or whatever," because because and and if I thought I wasn't wrong, I'd do the 20 and then say permission to do 20 more, and then then I'd try to do like 20 more. things like that um it's kind of my nature but when i'm in something that i really believe in like colby then then i i fight really hard for it and one of the things that that one of the directors mentioned um about me in this new role was he and i i think this was really smart i think it's when i thought yeah this this sounds right he said that you can't create the kind of enthusiasm that that I have for Colby, and I think that that's true. I I I was like, yeah, that, that's right, it, because it's it's authentic. It's just authentically there. I would have done it for free. I would do it for free if I could. And they and I love that Colby recognizes that. And I'm talking about the the directors and things. So from the top down, it's like they recognize how to align people with using their gifts and all of that. And I think that that's, you know, it makes for a good, good organization all the way around. We've discussed, and and I hope at some point we can talk about like some of the things we're really looking forward to with the podcast in the new year. Hearing the feedback from people at Colby talking about how, saying like, yeah, I'm much more inclined to read a written interview rather than to listen to the podcast. And I, I read a lot. I read more than almost anyone that I'm around. And I'm not that way, though. I would listen to the podcast. So I wonder what that's about, really, too. <laughs> That's yeah, interesting exactly. too, as opposed to like video or reading blog posts. I'm less inclined to watch videos than I am to read posts of things. And I'm most inclined to read and then to watch videos. And then podcasts are the third of the three for me. <laughs> I'm so grateful for Bonnie bringing me on in a way that I can assist because younger siblings always have a little bit of hero worship for their older siblings that help open their doors to experiences that the younger siblings might not otherwise explore. And that's definitely happened here. So I'm, well, one of the I'm things I, I love that you you do it very often, Hope, is at the end of, of the episode, somewhere at the end, you have a quote 
like a really good quote that sums everything up. So maybe that's kind of what you were mentioning, Bonnie, of like connecting all the dots and putting everything together. And then you have a quote that, and a lot of times, like, I'm like, whoa, and I'll look it up and try to remember the quote because it was just, just really good. So, and it, it's interesting because it happens so often, like right towards the end when the episode is kind of coming together, this quote comes in and like seals it all up in a way. And then it's just things after that. But I, I think that's really awesome. Right. Thank She's you. Multi-talented. I think that was very well phrased. That whole quote bank. It's great. Well, thank you. I like, I try to give attribution where attribution is due and not claim thoughts as my own that I know come from much smarter people um, who came before me. And so to the extent that I can build on what's come before, awesome. But I always want to make sure I'm I'm giving credit where credit is due. Although I'm still human. So there's the occasional like, I'll quote something and then say, is that actually oh no, (laughs) go back and fix it. But one of the things that Bonnie is really good at that I have no frame of reference for whatsoever is speaking straight to the minds and the hearts and the experience of people who are homeschooling day in and day out and who are thinking about how to best raise their children in 2020 because I am not a parent. And so I try to be very careful to know my limits. I don't give parenting advice. The joke, right, is that you think that your children are going to be the best behaved until they're actually born. So although I can claim quite a bit of aunt experience from Bonnie's kids, my nieces and nephews, I could never, ever, ever do this on my own because I don't know what people need to hear. And that's one of the most important parts of communicating is knowing your audience and knowing where they are, what they are looking for, what they may not recognize that they need that would be very relevant to them. And so Bonnie's perspective on that and her experience of being in it long enough to speak with some familiarity and some authority, but also still remembering the season that came before homeschooling for her, I think just brings this phenomenal perspective to facilitate conversations that are very current, but will also be a resource for people in future school years. All right. I'll, I'll see you that. Thank you for the all the compliments. Uh, you know, Hope and I, the age difference between us, I was a freshman in high school when Hope was born. And what an amazing paradigm shift world rocking event it was when, when my sister was born. And to have spent the time I did with her as a young child, when she was a young child, and that really prepared me to be a mom. That along with the experience she and our mom have with their Colby experience and their homeschooling experience, I almost used the word journey, which I really try not to, but <laughs> their, their Don't wealth stop of experience as, home- <laughs> as homeschooling graduate and teacher, I could not do this without them. And to have their perspective, just little check-ins, just they have that long view that I'm always searching for, and I'm I'm far enough along now to for it to not be all brand new and in that state of shock. Like, what are we even doing? But still new at it enough to you know nobody here has graduated yet. So to have them as resources, so very grateful. Couldn't couldn't do it otherwise. So, and then you come along, Jordan, and you have every base covered because you were homeschooled and you are homeschooling, <laughs> and That's right, you're a teacher and a professor. And I don't think we even knew all of that about you. Like you have this way of offhandedly mentioning things that just blow our minds. 
and it'll come up <laughs> kind of like you said, like at the end of a conversation or something like that. And you'll just mention an experience you have or an interest that you have. And it's so much fun to see. And so to build up that camaraderie and to hear all of your perspectives coming together as student and teacher and parent put together with your innate, what you call subversive, I might call mischievous, to see all those come together. It's so much fun to get to know you and to hear your perspective and see your guiding hand on all of the Colby outreach. You're definitely good at building community, I think, um, because you meet people where they are. Sure do. So yeah. and the gift of hospitality, for sure. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I know one base I don't have covered is I'm, I'm not a, a Colby alumnus. If if I had that one, I would check all the box, but I'm close uh, on some of those. I, I You know, when we get this group together where we talk and we get to know each other, it's a lot of fun. I think also what we're doing with guests as well, because you get to know them. For me, it's a lot of it has been touching base again. I haven't been able to do it as much as before, but to interview Charlie again after all those years. And I had forgotten about the the course that, that stood out a lot to him, the, the um, Hunger Games course that we did. And it just brought back all these memories. And it's like, wow. And he was such a youngster. And now he's now now we see him. He's he's all the way through. And so and then to hear episode 23 um, with Beth Gath and to hear her perspective of things, because I taught especially her son for for a long time. I taught her daughter for a few years and I keep contact with him. We write he he's really good at Latin now and he. Uh, well, he was good at Colby, but he's taken it up several notches in college. We, we write in Latin. He's the one person that I, I'll take the time to actually. I don't do it as often as I should. He's he's much more frequent than me. But but, you know, I try to to keep up with him. And, and in, in Latin, I'm just amazed to see afterwards what he's done. And I just wondered in all of that with with especially Bonnie, because you're you're out of that early stage and you're looking at this longer view, I think that plays a lot into into the way that, that you interact with our guests. It, it feels like that, that a lot of times you are asking for like even personal reasons, which you're in the same boat with a lot of our audience, hopefully. And uh, it, sounds, it sounds to me like you're looking genuinely for some tips and things when it comes to college or whatever. Is that true? Oh, yes, very much. So it's been, this is our fourth year. I feel like I've said that zillions of times, but it features so prominently into where I'm coming from so much of the time. Yes, I am genuinely curious as to how people have traversed this road that we are on now. Questions that I had going in, questions that I still have. I sought out people who had made a transition from brick and mortar school to homeschool. And there were a couple of them that I was really fortunate, really grateful to be able to ask all sorts of questions of. I really was hoping to find more people who had made the leap and as much as possible, I'm happy to be the person on the other side of it now for people who have come this way. And so that is that has been one of the things I've been hoping to accomplish by a contribution to this collaboration. And I figure it's along the lines of if you've got a question, someone else does, too. So either someone has answered it or someone's sitting out there wondering that or they soon will be. So I, I, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to ask, and I'm trying to capitalize on that opportunity to, to find out for all of us who are in the same milieu. Yeah. And there's so much to be said for having discussions 
across the spectrum of the real highlights, but then also the anxieties and and the struggles too. You know, I really appreciated hearing Father Paul Hedman and his mom talk about how they didn't get along very well in high school, because I think that that can feel very isolating, but it's actually quite common. And it's only when these things are brought up and discussed and experiences are shared and reflected upon that we overcome this isolation and this sense of my issues are unique to me and uniquely terrible and I don't know how to get my way out of them. Once the conversations start happening, whether it's high schooler dynamics with the headmans or like mental health with Elizabeth Hoxie or having political discussions was one of the things that we talked about with Nicole O'Connor, like being able to have those conversations and approach them with curiosity and dignity. And also now here, here I'm going to go again with a quote um, with my favorite of all time, G.K. Chesterton's sense of angels can fly because they take themselves lightly. So recognizing that we talk about really, really present concerns that can feel very heavy, but then bringing this sense of lightness to them. I think having those conversations about the triumphs, but also the trials is one of my favorite things about the podcast. I think so too. And I think it helps with that word expectation, the expectations we have, where do they come from? What are they realistic? What are they, what are they based on? And I think these conversations have helped certainly my own expectations that I have helped me assess them and see how much of them need them evaluating and, and redrawing of lines and things like that. And, and realizing that it, it is also, there's always more information coming in. So to recognize that I might have a certain expectation and I know that I don't have all the information. So just to have the realization that there's something that could be missing here that really will have a great impact on this expectation, good or bad, that I need to be at least open to taking in and not not blind to it. So I think these conversations can help both um, share the burden and be a source of companionship, I think, and also help us set our expectations and continually work on them and order them rightly. Yeah, for sure. That that's that's so true. You know, it will be for the podcast, I guess. One of the things and part of why I was working on the book, which is coming. I know it was going to be months ago, but it's how it always is. It feels like with publishing. One of the reasons I hate, I love writing. I hate the end part of it, but um, but it's coming. So it'll be here 2021, I guess now. Part of what I wanted to do in the book, and I say it pretty openly, is to tell people that nothing in the end is that hard to do and and you can do this and maybe there'll be mistakes there'll be setbacks there'll be expectations that aren't met or cannot be met those kind of things but it in the end it's it's not really what matters so much and uh, we get caught up with that very often and listening to episode 23 uh, with Beth Gath, her her answer for what what is like the most important thing that you would tell people, and it was to be flexible. And we forget that, especially in the new, the newer homeschoolers. And uh, I think that's, that's an important mm-hmm. lesson to learn. Very true. Yes. And it's always, there's reminding. We c- I could always use that reminder. It's really easy to really cling to a certain uh, mindset and to our detriment much of the time. Our mom's best friend has a phrase where she says, I'm a willow, I can bend. 
And our mom would always quote it to me at the times when I was being the most inflexible and I would get so mad at her, but it really (laughs) is. It's a great illustration of like having the strength and the rootedness of a great tree, but also adapting to circumstances and I find a lot of inspiration in the book of creation. And one of the episodes that we're hoping to do here in the, in the spring semester is a discussion about Colby's location in, in Napa and its connections with viticulture and all of that, because I, I just draw so many lessons. We flew to Napa for my graduation from Colby in 2011, and we really didn't know what to expect. And I just absolutely fell in love with the combination of nature and stewardship there and so whether it's looking at grapevines or like coming back to this idea of I'm a willow I can bend that is one of the places that I find a lot of wisdom and it really helps balance my own tendency to get way too deep into all the books and to read all the things and think I figured out all the things because I've read all the things and I don't know if anybody listening watches the TV show, The Good Place, but there's a character who is a professor and he's basically trying to figure out the meaning of the universe. And he says, is the answer more books? How many more books do I need? (laughs) I can definitely be that way. So these ideas of nature or of just having conversations with other people, those have both been really beneficial to me and I'm excited to be able to share them with other people. For, and for sure, with with everything you're saying, cause I, I it's neat that you that you notice that in Napa, just the the combination of nature with how well the place is kept. I mean, this the whole valley is just beautiful, and that's making me think every year. Like some of the core team at Colby, we didn't do it this year because because of uh, COVID, but but um, we we go to Napa and we we have the meetings in person and. And it's a reminder. It's a reminder of the heart of Colby, which is easy kind of to forget. Like, wh- what is where is Colby? There's little hubs in different parts of the country. Those are Colby, but the heart is is where it was founded, and, and it's still there in Napa, which is great because who who can live in Napa working for a homeschool provider? And yet there is a bunch of them that do. God has blessed this whole family and and others who are living there. And that makes me think of reminders even. So quotes and things like that. What, what some of the episodes that we do on here, the guests that we have, a lot of times we, we all saying we, we need to be reminded to be flexible in things. So that's why quotes are great. And that's why covering topics that you already know about or going back to them and, you know, buying all the books like you're talking about, Hope. I, I love Seneca. He's my favorite uh, pagan by far. And there's a there's a I think it's in the um, it's in his second letter to Lucilius in book one. He says, um, if you can't read all the books you have, it's better to have only the books you read. And he keeps reminding him to go to what's already tried and what's already true. It's like the best uh, call for the great books learning. And uh, yeah, nobody ever talks about it. But anyway, it just made me think it's it's a really it's a really important thing, I think, is and that's that's part of uh, reading the classics and doing all that is is this constant reminders of who we are, these lifelong lessons, things like that. And in this moment in time, 
right now we need this rootedness to this long-standing tried and true remember where we come from remember all the ups and downs before but also the whole big picture of approaching this classical education i've grown an appreciation of it so much this year especially i'm starting to see more and more of it and understand it maybe i'm just starting to grasp it a little bit better that's probably the better way to phrase it what will come from this classical education that is a gift to these children to encounter the world as they will know it as it comes that we have no idea as we have seen this year what that might mean but their formation with this education along with their faith formation will enable them to encounter whatever it is and knowing that there's this whole broad perspective and how to think and reason through it and do what they are called to do. And just having that those shoulders to stand on, I think, rather than trying to be too specialized about something and to the point where that becomes obsolete. And now what do we do? So having this, uh, this long, long tradition, I see the value of it more all the time. That not forgetting is an interesting thing. I mean, and I don't want to make too much out of etym- etymology, but sometimes I can't help it. In, in Greek, the word for truth is basically the same as um, to remember. So the, there's a word for forgotten, leith, and if you put ale in front, if you negate it with an a, like we do, the opposite of a theist is an atheist, so it's it negates it. You put an a in front of it, and it becomes so aletheia are the things not forgotten. And I'm sure you know in their earliest history with oral tradition and all of that is where that came from. But it's interesting even now in a very practical way, people like us can um, say like we, you know remembering, remembering and using quotes to do so. I think we have a few um, episodes that are coming out that we've already either recorded or we're looking to record. So the listeners could go back and and go through the 25 episodes that we have, see what we have there, if anything piques their interest. But what are some of the highlights coming up in the 2021 new season? I guess we could even call it a new season of Colby Cast. But what what are you guys looking forward to? One of the things that we've been hoping to do is to speak with more current families. Bonnie had this great idea to have this homecoming series during the fall, which I think worked out really well because we were able to visit with alumni and also kind of let current families get their school year started and get on their feet before we start emailing them, asking them to, to share an hour of their time with us. But I think speaking to more current families and especially something that I wanted to bring in that we've got in the works is to speak with some international families, to speak with people who are in various areas of the world and you know wildly different time zones about what their Colby experience is like. And so I've, I'm really excited for that possibility. And like I mentioned, if we can get one uh, recorded on Napa, I would love that too. It's always fun to hear our boys after one of their online classes say, my classmate in the Philippines or England or wherever was talking about this today. And it always catches my attention like, oh, that's so interesting that there are people all over the world who are Colby students, Colby families doing either homeschool and or online school or self-paced. That comes up sometimes in the discussions online, but it, it would sure be great to from some of them too. So I'm looking forward to that as well. As a school year transitions, we get to that point where it's a midwinter and that's kind of hard at that point. Can be sometimes. I can remember our first year of homeschooling. I had read lots of stuff about homeschooling before we were homeschooling ourselves. And I started seeing this chatter come up about February being the worst. Just like, oh, 
it's February. How are we? How are we going to deal with it? And I was very apprehensive about it. Like tomorrow is February. So what? How are we going to get through this? And and we did. And so that is something that along the way, just I try to throw out ideas that occur to me, things that we are encountering or that we have that have surprised me before, such as enrollment happens a lot earlier than I would have thought. Certainly when I was a young mom starting out with the whole school thing, it happened a lot sooner than I realized. And so that caught me by surprise. So that kind of thing, getting kids ready who are close to finishing high school or even this midway point through high school that what do we need to be doing at this point? Those kind of things, certainly continuing to get to know more people in the Colby family and some of those who contribute to the Colby curriculum. Our mom and I had a name for the February experience, which we didn't necessarily always have a traditional school year. So sometimes we had the February experience in other other calendar months, but we eventually named it third quarter slump and it was the worst. So we're, yes, I'm looking forward to visiting with both of you on like ideas for navigating that where you're more than halfway, but you still can't see the finish line. Yeah, that that is something we should definitely be looking into to doing, you know, and in the way that we bind together through this through this podcast and other avenues in the way that it just has to be at the moment. Who knows what February will look like, but probably kind of the same as far as uh, using Skype and Zoom and everything for interacting. So that would be great. We have a podcast with my friend and colleague, Anthony Esselin, which will be coming out in in the early spring. That'll be a, a fun one. There's so many areas where we can we can grow and explore. We've been including this in our show notes for the episodes, but I don't know that we've actually mentioned it on, on any episode that people can write to us at the podcast, ask us questions, yes. give us ideas, and just get in touch with us, podcast at colby.org. That's a way to reach us, and we'd love to hear Absolutely. from our listeners. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, we would love for you to reach out with your own ideas even and uh, what you'd like to hear if there's something helpful. I've, I've, so in this idea of being reminded of things that seem so simple, I've, I've heard recently several people who just want to know more about what, what actually is classical education, though. So there's, there's little things like that that, that uh, maybe somebody out there is, is saying, am I the only one in the room who doesn't know about this? Could you please do an episode on that? Whatever it is, yeah, reach out to us. Give us your needs and your wants. Being the newest to this scene among this group, I can really relate, so please feel free to, to reach out. Well, it's been awesome being with you guys again. I appreciate you taking the time to do kind of this follow-up episode, and we should do the same thing down the road. This has been a fun conversation. It's always fun conversing with you guys. Thanks again for having us along this ride. Yeah. Thank you for everything, and uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. Mary, our mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Colby, pray for us. Ad maiorem Dei Gloriam. Hola. Hello. I have to stay muted because Henry is going crazy. Henry's my dog. All right. Nope. (laughs) Side note. Nope. When I'm on my phone, just too off. Nope. I'm not putting that in there. That's my popcorn time. I don't know what has happened with the day.
I think it's you. It's you. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even catch that one. Good, good catch. Hope this is hope brings out the best of you. That's right. I'm gonna stop talking now. To go downstairs and throw some stuff in the crock pot. I don't know. I'm the headstrong one of the family, so I, I'm not gonna comment on what she said about the headstrong versus. <laughs> I figured I'd at least try. We're unflappable. She's going to cut that out. I will. <laughs> I'm going to cut all this out. I th- like me. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>